hey, we did this thing before on Hav and Charles Talk Comics. Here's it is. Hello, this is- and welcome to Hav and Charles Talk NGOs. Get that off your nipple. This is I do not consi- I do not Whoa. consent to this. Yes, I am I am topless putting clips on my nipples while we're doing this. Thank you, Charles. That is literally <laughs> the fucking worst thing you can do. I'm okay with the with the sexism. I was Let's okay get to what I really have a problem with. with. That's not what I had a problem with. Well, hey everybody. Uh, like I always say, and Charles, you know, doesn't care whether you listen because you know what he thinks of you. I appreciate y'all listening. <laughs> I, I and I think y'all are 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 smart, good looking, well adjusted individuals. Charles has some other thoughts, but you know, that's 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 his thing. I know sometimes I don't get your very highbrow jokes. John Steinbeck has come back from the dead to write evil Superman. Just that's it. So what I'm saying is I do whatever Patton Oswalt tells me to. He is my tiny little overlord. And Sue's enamored with him. Yes. Is that the second time I've used enamored? She's Um, she's all a flutter. I don't know. You're just you're just bringing it right down Main Street. Do do, do you feel personally attacked there? Because I, I was going for personally attacking you. Look, look, if there's anything this podcast is known for, it's their hatred of the British. Yes. Well, really, f- foreigners in general, right? Whoa, whoa, God, no. What the fuck is wrong with you? Havin, Charles, and Caesar talk comics at the movies. Hi there, and welcome to the final episode of Hav and Charles Talk Comics. I am here with my good friend and co-host, Javier Gonzalez. Hi, Javier. How are you this morning? Hey, Charles. I'm fine. How are you? I'm excited to be doing the season finale. Yeah? Okay, me too. Are you excited because we're finally getting to do another podcast for the season, or because it's the final one, or a little bit of both? Yeah, a little column A, a little column B. Yeah. I I could probably use a, a bit of a break, although... I really am excited to do a podcast, as always, and I know you are, since you texted me at 5.54 this morning that it was podcast yeah. day. I, I get I get excited for the podcast just a little bit, like to the point where, not that I have trouble sleeping, but once I'm awake and I know it's podcast day, especially if we're doing it on a, on a weekend morning, I'm generally not going back to sleep. I'm just like, eh, I'm up. Let me just start doing some stuff. And hey... I'm older. I'm not going to say old, but I'm, I'm middle-aged, I believe is appropriate uh, to say. There will be a nap in my future after this. So there's that. But yeah, I'm excited. There's there's probably going to be going to see Black Panther in my future today. So Oh, shit. I completely... You know what? I don't think I'm going to be able to see it this weekend. I'm sorry. I, I have to see it this weekend, or it's going to be a while till I get to see it. So this is like my window. Plus, I just joined tumblr again or for yeah, the first time yeah, okay so i just joined tumblr just to have a place in case that we can at least promote this and i realize i'm going to follow all these comic book things once i get going and i haven't seen black panther so that's going to be major spoilers so i'm like i've got to go see it before that happens because i'm gonna i'm going to start doing stuff for the pod there as well in okay. case we lose Twitter altogether, we got to go somewhere. And they, I, I'm pretty sure they have a big comic I'm fandom sure. 
on Tumblr. I, I I did the same thing. I had an Instagram that I just never used that mm-hmm. uh, I think is linked to my Twitter. Like if I post on Instagram, I think it posts to Twitter. Oh. I, and I must have done that years ago because yeah. I, I remember because my I think my username is Havgonzo on Instagram, just Havgonzo. Okay. And then on Tumblr, if I had one, I didn't remember. I just did Havgonzo on Tumblr too. Okay. So yeah, I, I don't know. Hey, look, the Twitter thing, I haven't noticed any difference in... The way it works for me, I know everybody's freaking out. Yeah, I know he. I know he's a little weird. I know he's doing some massive layoffs, but I'm just gonna. I'll ride the ship down if it actually goes down. I'll, I'll be kind of be surprised if it just goes the way of the dodo, but we'll see. Oh, it's not gonna go the way of the dodos. My guess is they're going to have some massive problems. The stock price is going to collapse completely, and they'll either he'll either go have Twitter go bankrupt and it'll get bought out by someone else. And then redone, or well, that's just that. No, that's that's what I, I don't have an or. I don't know why I was going or that. That's how I think it's going to go. Yeah, but I do need no. a. I do need a place. I'm gonna. I think I am. Herring Red Comics, H E R R I N G R E D Comics on Tumblr. Okay, I'll, which I'll I, look for you. Which I was trying to come up with something that would work because I didn't want to do Herring Red Real again, and somebody has Herring Red, and I gotta check. If that was my original, because I got on Tumblr a long time ago, because they had some woodworking stuff, and then I canceled it, and there's still a herring red, and I I really might have to play around and see if that's actually mine, and I used a different uh, email email address, because I'm like, wait a minute, is that me? So it probably is. I bet you it is. I, I don't know. Funny. There's there's absolutely no posts. There's no nothing on it, and I'm like, but then then again, there's a herring red on Twitter. That's never done anything, never tweeted, never anything. It's just sitting there and it ticks me off. Anywho. And you're sure it's not you? On Twitter? I know it's not me. Okay. Because I, I, only, I only got Twitter once. So. Gotcha. Okay. Well, yeah. Go ahead. No, just one other thing. I did see a funny tweet. I think I retweeted it where it was, you know, it was somebody tweeted something to the effect of as somebody who's lived through and they rattled them off. GeoCities, MySpace, Tumblr. One one other one, I think, you know, if this goes away, something else will take its place. No, uh, yeah. That's just the way it goes. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, and then the other thing, I know a lot of the comic book people that I follow were talking about going to Mastodon mm-hmm. or to, I think I, what was it? Something social that I texted you and Caesar about. But then I was like, you know, and I tried to set them up. I, I They're not very user-friendly in my opinion, but I'm, oh again, it, no, no, from what I'm reading, Mastodon is a beating to deal with. And they're overwhelmed. Yeah, I, I can see that. So, and then I realized, well, wait a second, I do have Instagram. I can set up a Tumblr. I used to be on Tumblr, but mm-hmm. I think, or if I, or I thought about it, but I had, anyways. So, okay, that's enough about that. Hey, I'm yes. excited. Season two, episode 15, last podcast episode. You want to jump in? Well, first, I'd like to get to a little bit of mail we received. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I know oh. you'll get excited. Um, you'll, you'll, okay. You should really like this one. Oh no. Um, okay, go ahead. Yeah. So we, we we got another we got another email via this one again came in through the website that Patrick set up. Haven Charles. Haven Charles dot com. Go to the top where it says send Hav mail, and you can send us an email uh, submission. This says dear JCTC, third time, long time. I love this complaint email address Patrick has set up. First off, thank you, Julie, for sharing that horribly embarrassing story about Hav. I bet he was sad to think of all those horses that won't get therapy now. 
Please keep them coming. If there are any women out there that are willing to admit that they know Charles, they should write in and tell us what is wrong. What tell us when he is wrong? Because I'm sure it is legion. Now onto why I'm writing. Charles was wrong again. In the last episode, Charles says that technically Batman Zero Year takes place canonically before Star Wars. This isn't even technically in parentheses the best kind of close parentheses correct. So that that's uh, it, this isn't even technically correct, which is the best kind. The uh, Letter writer fucked up Futurama. Woo. Oh, sorry. Uh, Star Wars happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That means that it took place before Batman was a gleam in Thomas Wayne's eye. Walk that one back, sucker. I'm guessing this will get you replaced now. I'm going to get a head of lettuce and see which one of you lasts longer. Keep mine, JCTC. Excelsior, the unpaid intern. Aha. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess. Okay, sure. I mean that's a nitpick. Yeah, uh, it, it it's a nerd argument. It, yeah, I mean, and look, that's what we do sometimes uh, yes, for that, fun. That's, it's not, you know. Oh no, I don't think he's being fun about it. So yes, that that the great thing about this is we could both technically be correct. Yeah, because if you're going by public a- ta- of of when each when each particular story started in the real world publication type thing. Then Batman, yeah. Batman is first, i.e. the beginning of each of these stories. The 70s would be when Star Wars originally came out, and the 40s would be when Batman originally came out. But we do things just purely by publication date. Boom. Yes. Take that, unpaid intern. Oh, no. Like, um, like I said, like I said, technically correct is the best way to be correct. And we're both technically correct <laughs> from different yeah. directions. Uh, well, hey, speaking of getting stuff wrong on the podcast, I actually I had this note from the that I meant to do during our last podcast. It was from the Astro City episode uh-huh. uh, that we did um, where we talked about Astro City, and I, I listened to it, of course, because I, I do that. I do listen to our podcast. I when we were talking about that one issue with the uh, the editor talking to the new writer, I think I mentioned something about how they have to get multiple sources, like. A Few Good Men is what I, the movie I referenced, which doesn't make any sense. That's a military courtroom drama. I had meant to reference and talk about it and compare it to All the President's Men, the Watergate movie with Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford. I said it in passing, mm-hmm. and then when I listened, I, I was like, ah, that's, that's, that's wrong. Well, well, that's good, because I thought that was weird, A, when you said it, and B, when I was editing it, but I left it alone. <laughs> because <laughs> now that you're bringing it up i'm like i remember thinking that and i'm like now we're going it's fine i'm gonna let that one yeah. go yeah that doesn't make any sense but oh yeah. he, he thinks that's about I, I couldn't i couldn't i couldn't square that circle and maybe yeah. i missed it when it was live and maybe i didn't let it go there but i didn't bring it back up or take a note when i heard it i do remember at one point thinking what the hell does a few good men have to do with getting two sources yeah so, i don't know man that was a it was a uh it was completely a Animal House moment. Yeah, there's let, there's let him there's, go. There's, he's there's, ro- let, let 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 him go. He's rolling. Men is in both titles. Come on. Yes. Close enough. That, that is true. That is true. Well, so, and and if anybody wants to contact us otherwise, you know the the website is a great place to go. Shoot, it's really easy. Um, and then I guess what we're doing, you know, I'm still on Twitter, Havgonzo at Havgonzo tweets. Charles is still there at herring red reel we got the twitter handle for the podcast i always get this wrong j and spelled out c talk comics yes and then the gmail address is 
HavenCharlesToddComics at gmail.com. Is yes, that right? That is correct. Okay. All right. So just what we're what we're talking about, email and contacting us. And hey, you know, over the break, you know, holidays coming up. We're recording this the Saturday before Thanksgiving. By the way, I cannot believe it's already freaking Thanksgiving. Time is weird and flies by. If you're bored and thinking, hey, I have this thought for Hobbit Charles. Maybe they should read this. Or here's a comic book suggestion that I read way back when. Or I just am lonely and, and want to send an email. Send us one. Why not? And plus, you know I'll get super excited. In three months when he finds out about it. Yes. In fact, I'll be pretty crestfallen if after three months and we come back and start recording new podcasts in February, March, or April, and we don't have any emails, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt a little bit on the inside. I will say, if you would like us, if you would like a reply to the email, it would be better to send it to the email address because it makes it easier for me to reply to it. If you send it through the... I, I can't remember if, if when you send it through the website, it comes with your email address. But I will try to reply to it, or you can stick your email address in. I have to check. It probably does send your email address. I'm trying to look something else that... Oh, that there it is. Let me see here. I know this is riveting podcasting, and this our last episode of the season. All of you tuning out, fast-forwarding, dancing like there's no one looking. Just so you know, the visual is Charles has the iPad up and is touching oh, yeah. it and moving your, your, around your, your emails do show up so i i could reply to them never mind forget but everything i just not said to. as as normal no well i'm just saying uh, if, if, if you said if somebody sends me an email three weeks ago from this one i'm i might reply since it's not going to get read until season three starts okay well i was just maybe uh, unless we do how, a, you know. unless we do a pod in between which is possible there are movies yeah. coming out like black panther true true or have come I, out like Black Panther. I was just thinking, given you know when you shared your thoughts about our listeners being slack-jawed lo- yokels, or I forget what you just said, and they found out you'd said that. I thought maybe you that's why you didn't want to email them back. I have explicitly explained that I am very sorry that the listeners found out about that. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know how much more clear I can be. You, they, you they should they should never have heard or read that. The fact that that leaked might have caused them some embarrassment, and I'm sorry that they found it out. Sure. So today, we will be talking about two comic books by two, and I do not use this term lightly like my co-host, two great comic book writers. Uh, we're going to discuss Swamp Thing by the great Alan Moore. And we're also going to uh, discuss All-Star Superman with the great Grant Morrison. Yeah, and, and, and surprise, and, surprise. Oh, good. And the artists ain't bad on these things either. Oh, absolutely. Frank, Frank quietly did the art for All-Star Superman and Steve Bissett. Is that, did I say that name correctly? Yeah, I was looking. I was trying to look to see. Did the art. Steven, Steven Bissett and Steve, John Tottlebin, something like that. Sure, we'll go with that. We're co-credited as artists? Yes, for Swamp Thing. And the art in Swamp Thing is great gothic horror. And then, And then this, Frank Quietly is just great comic book art. It is, it's realistic enough to be fun, but comic booky enough to be comic book. Does that make sense? It makes absolute sense. So it's marvelous. And we'll talk more about it, but he's got a style, I dare say, that when you see his work, it's really good and you know it's him. Fair you know, enough. It's identifiable. It's it's unique, but it's not 
Yeah, it's awesome. So, and, yeah, so I was going to say, it, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, there's also some parts of the swap thing that we can get to talking about that have Hobbes' absolute all-time favorite writer-slash-artist homage in it in one of his characters in the the great Jack Kirby. Uh, Hobbes really only, outside of what I make him read, reads old Jack Kirby stuff. I have a lot of old Jack Kirby stuff, I'm not going to lie. You know what's sad? I really, I, I keep on meaning to read more just for fun, and I have a little bit. I, I've mentioned when I've read on of stuff, but I just, I just sometimes, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of looking at a screen at the end of the day. So yeah. I sometimes, even though it's, even though it's comic books, I just, I'm like, I, I just, I don't want to look at a screen for a little bit. Or if I'm going to look at a screen, I'm going to veg out and watch TV and not can, really have to absorb anything for, for like an hour. Can I make a suggestion? Yeah. There's this uh, series called Saga, and it's really long. And we read the first volume. And oh, I right. think you could get, I mean, maybe at the public library or maybe on a shelf in your living room, you could get the almost the entire thing that you haven't read, and you could just pull them off the shelf and read them. Yeah. And hey, there's a couple of those things like that I have on shelves here. No, that's true. And I do that. Sometimes oh, oh, I will do that, way, but not, not with Saga. Do, do, do you feel personally attacked there? Because I, I was going for personally attacking you. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I, I do. I, 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 I've, yeah, I do. But uh, it's true. It's absolutely true. Okay. Oh, so so surprise, surprise, you know, Swamp Thing came out when, when, when Alan Moore took over Swamp Thing with issue number 20 of the second series of Swamp Thing. It was 1984, which just by a smidge predates All-Star Superman, which came out in 05. So uh, we're going to if we're if form is going to hold. Yes, we're going to uh, start with Swamp Thing. Yes, we are. So what do you think? I loved it. Okay. No, it was, it was, I mean, it's Alan Moore. And even if I, I'm not a horror guy, although this kind of horror, I kind of like generally I, I like, hell, I used to watch, what was that show? Was it HBO? The Crypt Keeper? Yeah. I used to watch some of that when I was a kid, when that was on. And that was a nod to this kind of horror stuff. And I, and I pulled the second volume and I read Neil Gaiman's intro to the second volume of the Alan Moore run and it really made me think about that well he talked about that and how different stuff because in the second volume he's going to they're going to pull more stuff from that including the Crypt Keeper type thing where you have the introductory too because DC had two comics that one was Kane and one was Abel where the person that would wrap up and do the bad pun at the end and introduce the introduce it and then and then do a bad pun at the end to wrap it up and it's it's really cool I I find it amusing that I did not really care for the first. I, I didn't dislike it, but I was not as interested in the first comic of this because that was him putting to bed everything that had come before on Swamp yeah. Thing. And I thought that was it, it was fitting. And it's kind of what happens when you bring somebody like Alan Moore in, even though at this point he wasn't considered everywhere Alan Moore the way we think of him now. But he clearly is a mace was amazingly talented and then it really just got really good really really good yeah yeah and of course alan moore I, i'm i'm sure all our listeners most of our listeners all our listeners know alan out of alan moore i was gonna say no that's not like i know him i'm gonna pick up the phone and call alan and see how he's doing he just turned 69 by the way um i need to wish him a happy birthday no he he was he was well regarded in Britain enough so that according to the intro I read to this volume, Len Wine, I'm going to say Wine. I've never heard his name said out loud instead of Len Wein. W-E-I-N. 
I believe. Len Wine was was at DC. Him and look, I'm you know I overuse the great, but the great Len Wine and the great Bernie Wrights Wrightson Wrightson. How do you say that name? Had it's created weird. Swamp Thing. It's weird that they're so great you don't know how to pronounce their name. I know, right? Um, I just I've never said I don't say these names out loud. That that was I. Sorry. Um, No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. They, you know, they created Swamp Thing uh, back way when I think seven. No, I I know in the seventies, and then for some reason, uh, what's his face, John Carpenter, who I love, wanted to do a movie of Swamp Thing, and so according to the intro, I I didn't know all this. I knew the Swamp Thing movie had come out, but I didn't know that there wasn't an ongoing Swamp Thing comic book when the movie was going to be made so Len Wein went to the editor-in-chief Jeanette Kahn at the time or the the publisher of DC and said hey they're making a movie out of you know this DC property that I created with Bernie mm-hmm. maybe we should have a comic book you know yeah. since it's going to be a major motion picture and they were like sure and he said but I don't want to write it <laughs> so at first they had some other people on it and he was editor and apparently well they did 20 Alan, some 20 almost 20 comics yeah, like, yeah, 19 comics. Yeah. And then Len Wein had heard of this up-and-coming, really badass writer out of Britain, Alan Moore. And the story in the intro was funny, that he called Alan Moore. Did you read it? No, I did not. So he calls Alan Moore, and he's and of course, Len Wein, guess what? He's a, he's a comic book writer, and he's a really good writer. Mm-hmm. Relates a really funny story that he called him, you know, across the pond. And the first time, Alan Moore hung up on him. And then he called him back, and it took like five minutes to convince him that it wasn't one of his friends pulling a prank on him. That I was that he was pretending to be Len Wein and offering him a job in D.C. and then convinced him. And then this is Alan Moore's first gig in D.C. Alan Moore doesn't on the spot say yes. He says, "I'll get back to you." Well, it, in fairness, it probably wasn't a hugely well-known property he might not have known anything about it and he might have wanted to stop and think about what he would do with it before saying yes yeah good point because this is his this is his okay if i'm going to jump into american comics i want to i want to hit the ground running is this the one i want to hit the ground running with very good i i just think other i bet you some other you know hungry writers would have just said yes on the spot and figured it out later but you're right that's probably and that's that sounds very like alan moore to not just jump in with both feet and beyond that, how hungry was Alan Moore? I mean, he was making a huge n- niche for himself in English comics. Yeah, he was like the guy at 2000 AD, which I have not read a page of ever, I don't think. I don't think, anyway. I think that's where Judge Dredd came out of, and mm-hmm. maybe Alan Moore did some of that. I, 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 my, my, my ignorance of British comic book publishing is... is Legion? Vast, yeah. Yeah, I just don't know. I never looked into it, because, you know, America... Yeah, I don't know. So it's, yeah, no. Hey, look, look. If there's anything this podcast is known for, it's their hatred of the British. Yes. Well, really, <laughs> f- foreigners in general, right? Whoa, whoa, God, no! What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> God damn! Make a Anyways. light joke against somebody that's fun to make fun of, and you're like, no, fuck foreigners. God yeah. damn, dude. I, yeah. I, 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 I took it too far. I want to apologize to any foreigners that are listening to this. As long as you're not English, we welcome you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I hate intolerance, and I hate English people. Okay, well, so, fortunately, yeah. we don't have enough followers to get us canceled. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. I'm not worried <laughs> about that. No, so I suggested it. I had read it a while back. Speaking of hard copies, I have a hard copy of this, but I did read it. I'm glad I read it on the, on the Hoopla because it had that uh, intro 
that I think maybe is in my collection, my collected edition, but I just never read because I was like, yeah, I just skip to the story usually, which is kind of dumb sometimes. But I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe All right. It, it, so it, it, I suggested. Yeah. I was going to say, let's, <laughs> let's move on. No, it was, uh, I don't know. I, I have some notes, but anything that you want to just jump on or or uh, talk about in particular to start off? We don't have to go blow by blow of the of the plot and the, and the issues, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I thank thank you for saying we didn't have to go blow by blow. I really enjoyed surprisingly because like I said I didn't I was kind of eh, on the first issue but that second issue when they have killed Swamp Thing. So they kill Swamp basically they kill off Swamp Thing in the first issue. That's and awesome. then it, and then in the second issue we find out that the group isn't even a government group that did it. It's a it's a corporation who was who's interested in what Alex Holland is that the name of Swamp Thing? Alec. Alec. With a C, yeah. Alec Holland was a botanist who had developed a formula that was supposed to help plants grow. And this major corp- agro corporation CEO wanted it. And the only way to get it, uh, because they had dug up his wife to try to get some of the formula out of her, because his wife had ev- evidently died. That's part of his origin story. And he had been turned into a plant. So they murder him. And they bring his body back, and they hire the Florin, the something Woodhouse Woodrow Wood Woodrow yeah, Wood, Woodrow, Woodrow, Woodrow Woodrow yeah, uh, who is some sort of plant-based human. He also had been turned into a plant thing, and he was a, a an evil villain. But he's also a botanist, and they want him to study him, so he does, and he finds out all about him. And it is a very great horror thing, starting out with. It just the entire comic is a is a great build on a on a horror comic because it starts out with him being brought in and how he of course going to take the job because he should be in prison and the CEO keeps bringing that up and he needs to find out what's going on and it all started out with will there be blood yep and then it works its way through and he figures out what happened to Alec Holland to turn him into Swamp Thing and he went over it and as it builds. We find out that Alec Holland is actually dead, but what happened was his essence was eaten by the swamp, like plantier... Planarian worms. Planarian worms, thank you. The planarian worms is a worm that, according to this, that someone had taught to taught the worm to do a maze. They then killed the worm, cut it up, and fed that worm to other planarian worms... And they were able to do the maze. So using this wonderful comic booky stuff, that's what happened with the swamp thing. Is it had his growth hormone thing that he developed in the swamp because he had so much in his body when they dropped his body in. He died, but it absorbed all of him and all of his knowledge, and it thought it was him. And he discovered this because as he was dissecting swamp thing he was taking out a brain that had no way to work as a brain he took out kidneys that had no the lungs etc none of it worked it's just what thinking it was human that it developed in order to live so he yeah. just didn't have that and he when he goes and tells the ceo the ceo immediately terminates him and then leaves his office for some reason after bragging about how all of the, he only knows that the computer stuff works, but he doesn't have to have experts to do it. It was a wonderful bad guy rant on both. They're, they're two wonderful little bad guys. You have bad guy CEO versus bad guy man, mad scientist. So he basically leaves the mad scientist in his office with a computer who then 
uses the computer to operate the building. And one of the things he does is he takes the freezing the freezer off of Swamp Thing, which allows him to regenerate. Yeah. No, it was look that that. So yeah, you're right. Alan Moore did a really good job in his first issue of wrapping up all the loose ends and then you're absolutely right that issue that you just did a really good job of uh uh giving a synopsis it it bookends it too right because it Uh starts where you know you see somebody you know red you know grasping you know whatever well no it's on the glass it starts yeah i thought it started with is he beating on the glass when he's over the glass of him frozen he's like is he beating on the glass on the inside yeah, I mean, I just I, remember that. Yeah. I, I just it, remember it that it, it bookends uh, a lot of things. It 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 starts where it finishes uh, yeah. in a couple of ways, and then just a couple of things. Re- rereading this, it maybe and because I'm reading it differently now that I'm reading it, think and I'm thinking of other stuff. The the bad guy, I think his name is Sunderland, and maybe he was next general. I remember him calling him a general at some point. There's a scene at the beginning or a panel or two where he's smoking and remind me of Smoking Man from X Files. So there was that. And of course, this predates it. Also, him being so in control of his building, the old man reminded me of. Did you ever see Creep Show, the movie uh, that had the four little, four or five little vignettes? I did. Stephen not. King. Okay, there was there was one where there's an old man that's in his that it's in a building and it's all controlled mm-hmm. and and very clean. It reminded me of that. There's that too. I don't, I'm just thinking of stuff that it made me think of without oh. without knowing anything about that. Creep show vignette. I would I would say that probably is very similar to was it what is the massively old story about the Red Death where the they put themselves into a castle and lock the doors so they don't get the plague and then they all die of the plague because it was in there with them. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Literary yeah. literary reference. No, you're fine. No, and you know what? I looked up Creep Show. Creep Show came out in '82 also, so that's interesting. So you're saying Alan and- Moore stole all of this from Creep Show? And Stephen no, King. I'm saying I'm saying two people can have the same no, kind I of idea. I know. And, and Adrian Barbeau, by the way, uh-huh. in both Creep Show and the Swamp Thing movie. It's oh, a cool. small world. Yeah, I don't um, know who that is. Cool. Adrian Barbeau? No. Oh my God! You should uh, look uh, just so you can reference her. Maybe you Google her. I'm just saying she was. Maybe she was one of the first women that young little Hav was like, "Hey, she's a she's." She's pretty. So, so you're pretty. So, what you're saying is you're pretty sure I'll know exactly who she is as soon as I. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you'll recognize her as. Oh, she's she's been in stuff back then. Oh yeah, sure. I know exactly who she is. Okay. Yeah. So what else? Let's see. Oh, the, okay. So yeah, it's Doctor Woodrue, and he is the Floronic see? Man. Who? See? Yeah. 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 That's her. Yeah. Havlite. I know. I know, Hav- what, I, I know what she Hav-like, looks like. Hold on. Havlite old ladies. No, this is a more recent picture. I was having fun. You, you yeah. can't see it on the small screen. No, I was going to say, I, I couldn't tell that that was a more recent picture. Yeah, I know. Uh, she looks. She still looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Now you were probably thinking more of something like this. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, the Floronic Man, uh, there's an issue that comes up where the Justice League is trying to figure out how to combat the Floronic Man, who's... Uh, uh, Floronic Man makes contact, use, eats a part of Swamp Thing, and then becomes part of the green... Mm-hmm. And part of the the interconnectivity connectiveness of all things green and and plant based that he can feel everything around the world and then he starts using nature to kill people yes and he calls people meat yes and apes yes and and so the the Justice League is in their tower and Alan Moore references them as the people up above or something they're trying to figure out what to do because they're like we 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 don't we we really don't have a a solution for this and. Lo and behold, you know, of course, Swamp Thing takes care of it at the end. But it's kind of interesting that that Floronic Man is now super powered, whereas before, he was kind of like a whipping boy. 
I mean, yeah, he would come up every once in a while, but I think the history was the JLA would have no problem dispatching him oh, yeah, in they short even, order. They even literally discussed that. Well, what the heck? Yeah. He's he's easy. We take care of him, and he's not even really that big a deal. And well, and then they're like, oh no, because they've supercharged the oxygen in the world, and we can't do anything about it. And oh, and then okay, going back real fast to when Woodrow is still examining Swamp Thing. When he's cryogenically frozen, he also points out to the creepy smoking man owner CEO. By the way, all these all these organs and him having what looks like a heart and brain, and it's just there for show. Yes. And by the way, you can't kill a plant by shooting it. Yes. In the head. So did, you did. know, pointing out Swamp Thing's still alive, probably. Yeah, and did. sure enough, that's when he comes back. Didn't I? Didn't I go over that? No, you, no, you did. I, okay. I don't think you talked about the shooting in the head because you know they oh, shot yeah. him and well, said I, you. Very just plainly said, you can't kill a plant by shooting. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I I, no, no. I I figured our listeners were smart enough to understand that since none yeah. of his organs actually did anything, he was just a plant, and you can remove parts of a plant. There's great. There's a great scene later where the bad guy rips off. Well, actually, not the bad guy. The well, I mean, if a demon, the demon is sort of a good guy here. Rips off one of one of Swamp Thing's arms. And seems to be impressed about that, proud of himself, and Swamp Thing picks it up with his other arm and sticks it back on, and it regenerates. It yeah. was, I loved that. It was like, yeah, okay, um, I'm a tree, dude. Or a yeah. swamp, I'm a Swamp Thing. You can rip the arm off, I'll put it back on. I'll grow the arm however I want. Yeah, no, it was cool. And and so the, the JLA is helpless when Floronic Man is essentially taking over the planet. Swamp Thing goes and points out to him that, A, maybe you're losing it a little bit. You're, 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 and and the the plants don't want this, you know. Yeah. The green doesn't want this. You do. Yes. And and by the way, if you kill all the humans, who's going to recycle, you know, the oxygen and the carbon monoxide that we need to keep on keeping on? And then his contact with the with the with the earth and with the plants goes away, and he feels very lonely. Of course. Yes. He can no longer feel the uh, savanna in Africa. Yeah, like the like the Toto song. Well, they, yeah. that was literally, he says that. No, I know, I know. Okay. I'm just, you know I, yeah, yeah, I wasn't. Oh, okay. I, yes, it I'm is just, like the Toto song. I, I agree, but because I, I did actually think of that. Yeah. Rains down in Africa. Okay, sorry. Don't you stop. Don't you start it and stop. You got to sing the whole thing now, mister. No, if you we, don't want we, to. We, we, well, well I, I don't think we have the rights to it. Oh, like somebody's going to listen to this and sue us. I dare them. Whoa. You've seen the whole thing now. No, I'm joking. I don't want to have to defend that. Are you my, kidding? My, do, do, you have a, do you have a different exposure on that because you are literally an attorney? <laughs> you know what? Maybe. Like you could, like, like a non-lawyer, a lay, quote unquote layperson non-lawyer could probably say, ah, oh, sorry, I didn't know, but me. I mean, I, 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 don't, I know, look, it's not anywhere near my area of law. Oh, no, I understand. But, but I yeah I sh- there is there is something to be said for yeah if you if you are yeah there, there could be there could I, be. I mean you 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 know copyright law exists yeah I know a little I know just enough to be dangerous and know probably generally what you shouldn't do so if I were to just say fuck it let's let's just sing this let's just play that song right now and try to make some money off of it not that we're making money off no of this, we're but, I it, it would it would it would hurt the they, there would not, honestly, I could probably sing the whole song and it would not be worth their time in any way whatsoever to do anything about it because we're not making any money off this. We're not, we're not on anything that is making money off of this. 
Because the, well, I guess Spotify, do they put ads in our stuff? I don't think they put ads in our stuff. We're just on Spotify. So yeah, well, that's what yeah. I mean. So we're, no one is making money off of this podcast. True. That I know of. Well, I just selfishly wanted to hear you sing. Yeah, have a, Africa? Have a, have a karaoke night. I was just going to say, no, I have a reason to do karaoke. I haven't done karaoke in forever. I used yeah. to love the karaoke. I know, I know. The, okay. kar- the karaoke uh, room for your birthday, we, we used yeah. we did that multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. That was so. Yeah, so yeah, it was it was fun. Africa. Okay. Yeah, now, now that song is yeah, exactly. I love that. Song. So that was a few issues that it took to get through the Floronic Man. I, there, oh, so the the art, by the way, really good. Uh, I was I was gonna say backing up when I suggested this again. I hadn't read it in a while, and I was wondering how well it was gonna hold up. And I was very pleased that it's just really really good. And that just goes to show more in the artists were just on top of things. I have uh, I have no. There is no. It's a it's a comic of its time. It's a this. There's none of that. I will say it was really cool re- reading Neil Gaiman's intro to the second group because he talked about some of this and he's talked about stuff that was going to go on in the the next one, which kind of turned me off. And I may or may not read, but now I kind of want to. But I got it from Hoopla, so I'm pot committed because I spent all that money. Yeah, yeah. They so what? See, ladies and gentlemen, that's a joke because I Hoopla is something we get through the public library, and as you know. It's free, yo. Bingo card. So I have lost my train of thought. It has exited the station. So he was discussing the fact that this going into the next volume, the next group, is Mm -hmm. the first time DC ever ran a comic without the comic book code sticker. Yes. Because they had one that they did an issue that... They weren't going to let them have it, so they ran that one, and then they just said, you know what, F this. This is too good, we like what they're doing, and they let it go. Which makes sense, because we're talking mid-80s at this point when this is out, and right. we had changed some stuff. We, they, they weren't, they, they were letting people play a little more in some of these things, and they've already, they'd already done all of the drug stuff where first it was Marvel ran it without, on a Spider-Man thing, because they wanted to show... And, and it was asked for by the government. They were like, hey, can you show us that drugs are bad? And they were like, sure. So they did a drug thing with Harry Osborne, which actually stuck with it. And Harry Osborne's had a drug problem ever since then, or alluded to and talked about. And the comics code was like, oh, no, you can't show this. So they ran it without it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we're we're showing drugs are bad. We're not doing a, hey, let's... <laughs> Yeah, no. Is this, it, well, you know what? I didn't go too much into it. Is this kind of the precursor to Vertigo for DC also? I Swamp don't Thing? Okay. And then, the, the, the that's interesting. Because, I, oh, the other drug thing that just comes to mind is the whole Green Arrow's sidekick Speedy yes. shooting up heroin issue with the cover. The, just the, the my, my ward is a junkie. You know, that yeah. you're talking about a dated type thing. Yeah. My ward is a that, junkie. I know that's by a really good. I mean, oh, who it's, the writer. No, artists? there was a, there were a couple of great writers. It, it was evidently an amazing run when they had the the right winger and the left winger cruising around yeah. the country fighting I just crime. Read it. Yeah, I've heard just amazing things about that run. We I want to say the so, artist was like Neil Adams, maybe. Anyways, a, and the, quite, the writer was somebody of equal esteem. Yeah, quite possibly. I somebody that suggests ancient god awful comics should probably bring that up at some point. 
Well, I usually bring stuff up and that's a little older that either I know for pretty no, sure I'm going to like or I've read. I, 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 I know. I was kidding with you. I, I may actually no, read that you? just because I've heard so much about it. Well, now you know what I'm going to do. What? You <laughs> son of a gun. Oh, you're going to suggest that? Suge- I'm going to suggest that for season three, episode one. No, I don't. I, I, we're not. Yeah. Anyways. Yes. That's not um, the that's that's not the time of the podcast when we're going to tell everybody that we're not announcing what we're doing for season one of uh, season three, episode one, because Charles has no clue what he's suggesting. So we'll announce that uh, later. In, we'll we'll announce that later in the pod. Oh, and you mentioned this earlier. So very cool. I think you said gothic, like gothic horror. Mm-hmm. You know, it's set in you know Swamp Thing is set in Louisiana. Right. So you got La, that whole Lacroix, La Louisiana, or near yeah, Lacroix. And you got Alan Moore writing in kind of a southern Louisiana drawl at times, which yes. is interesting and cool. And and oh, the art! I when I saw this art, I immediately thought of the art from Starman. The same kind of layout and, yeah. and panel, and using creative, different, non-standard panels, and and it just for certain. Not, not that I don't think uh, Starman did it as much as this. This was just off, uh, not awful, awesomely awesome. Just yeah. just that every issue. You know, to the point where I even made a point of writing down the letterer, because that was part of the art. The mm-hmm. the lettering, the titles was always mm-hmm. part of the green and the plants and yes, uh, even the coloring. The the colorist, um, the uh, whole was thing, awesome. the whole thing was amazing. I ten of ten, no notes. Yeah. Oh, and then look, we can talk about it in depth if you want. But then he ends with an of the short two or three issue arc, and at the end, dedicates it to Jack Kirby because he brings in the demon. Yeah, and Jason Blood. Jason Blood, and, and Jason Blood's on the track uh, trail of this white monkey demon. I'm gonna say, and yes, this kid's parents summoned it when they were playing with the Ouija board, and then hijinks ensue because this kid is now on. Oh, the the monkey demon, white monkey demon, kills his parents. Mm-hmm. The kid's autistic. He gets put in a home, uh, a shelter for you know some place for kids with autism. And yeah, it just, it's really, it's again, well done. The the monkey demon needs to have a host to direct it in order to do things. And the boy understands that and is terrified of it, doesn't know how to do it. And the, there's a woman who is a friend of Alec Holland, who is befriending the swamp thing. And my guess is Adrian, that that's the character that Adrian Barbo is probably playing in the movie. Probably. And I don't remember. I just remember. No, no, that's that's just since I haven't seen the movie. I'm just making a wild guess based on the fact. Yeah. Attractive woman swamp thing. So what was I going to say? So it has. It feeds on fear. Yes, it feeds on fear, but it needs to be controlled. But she has taken a job at this asylum, much to the chagrin of her husband. And she wants to help the children and the children are going nuts. And she meets Jason Blood, who tells her that she needs to protect the children. And she told, she basically, well, he's, he was creepy as fuck. And she's basically trying to tell him to fuck off. Yeah. It, it just, and he was creepy as fuck. Well, he shows up acting like the devil. I mean, literally acting he, like the devil and telling, telling people, people how they're, they're going to die. Exactly. Yeah. And why they're going to die. And it's just like, dude. And so she decides she has to go back because her first day the kids have gone nuts and it's because that demon feeds on fear so he's showing them things the demon is showing the children things that are fe- making them 
scared as hell, whatever their their main fear is, and feeding off of it. So the kids are going nuts that day, and she goes home and tells her husband she has to go back that night to protect the kids because there's no one there, and he has a fit about it. And the husband's a the husband's a there's uh, some uh, weird stuff about that near do well. He's doing yes. some weird stuff with he's got some powers that he's creating these fantasies for himself yes. when she leaves. Uh-huh. Oh, and she, by the way, we keep on saying she she's Abby. Abby Cable, her her maiden name, I think, is Abby Tremaine, who was some bad guy maybe in the earlier run. Her dad was, I think, maybe. I don't know. And then her, her you know, stupid husband that's just a deadbeat that uh-huh. apparently just hangs out in a hotel room all day. I forget his name. Matt. Matt. Matt Cable. She, oh, Abigail Arcane. Sorry. Yes. Maybe. That was... Arcane was her maiden name because yeah. she's an Arcane and, because there was some... The Arcane was also her dad. Was it that her father that died in the yeah. first one? He was searching to be the plant and loses humanity where... The, the, it, there was a whole thing in that first episode. Uh, Aha! I almost did it all! In the, fir, in the first issue, that was a... That was part of the wrap up was he was looking for, oh, I did screenshot this because you know what he was doing to make sure he was dead. The body. He was looking for the body. I And they, they kept doing that. And I was like, thank you, Alan Moore. See, this has been a thing forever. If you yeah. don't see the body, Alan Moore was making sure everyone knew Arcane was dead. He's like, I ain't Didn't fucking anybody around. bringing him back. I'm not yeah. fucking around with this shit. He is dead. The problem being planter planarian worms and no, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can already bring him back. She does say to Jason Blood, yes, he, he makes a comment about her being an arcane and things are going to be bad because she's had visions her whole life. That's a, another thing. She's always having visions and talking about the visions and the fear. And sometimes it's not real and she's worried and she knows not to scream because then she's at, she's at the asylum and she's seeing things and she's saying, no, you can't scream because that that then people will know you might be seeing things that aren't there, but she's actually yeah. seeing demon stuff. So yeah. she goes running off into the woods and finds Swamp Thing, who sees her and immediately knows what's going on and goes running too. Yeah, he, he's getting a sense. Things around the swamp are acting weird, and he knows yes. there's something going on. Uh, speaking of the fear, there's a really good page set of panels where it's talking about how, like you said, the the monkey king or the monkey demon is feeding on the fear of the kids. Mm-hmm. And it points out that one of the kids, a kid's friend's parent had told them about cancer, but really hadn't explained it, but just enough so that they were scared of it. And But they, they're, you know, of course, kid's imagination running wild. The, the panel is just creepy as all get yes, out. Yes, it was. Um, for example... Yeah, and then, of course, Jason Blood is Jason Blood, human form, for a good portion of this until it's go time. Yeah, and then Etrogen shows up. Yeah, and then you get the rhyming, and you get Etrogen. At first, oh, and by the way, so the demon is, he just wants to get the job done. Mm-hmm. He wants the demon taken care of, and his his solution? Oh, he's going to kill kid. everything. Yeah, his solution is to kill the kid that the demon is part of the host. And yeah. so... Swamp Thing and Abby, they're like, Abby, ah, let's, Abby why don't we try runs, something else? Abby runs away with it, and Swamp Thing is actually fighting Etrogen instead yeah. of the demon. And so she goes running off. The demon monkey is chasing, following them, and so is Etrogen. And it was really a, it, it was a wonderful lesson if any kids picked up this comic book, because the whole moral, and there literally is a moral to this story, is that you can control your fears. You can make your fears whatever they want, because he he finally says, I just realize you're not that scary. 
you're just this and you're just, and then he says, as a matter of fact, you're just a tiny little monkey and it shrinks him down and Etrigan picks it up and eats it. I know. That was awesome. I, I, it really was. It was just an amazing way to tie everything up. And then Etrigan's like, okay, see y'all. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. And then it was cool at the end. Alan Moore, obviously well-versed in comic book. I know this is the eighties, but apparently a fan of Jack Kirby says, mm-hmm. it's, you know, dedicated to Jack Kirby. Yes. Which is, which is very cool. Uh, what else? Oh, oh, the Mad Cable thing. So Abby's deadbeat husband gets drunk. She's she leaves and, and, and to go back to the kids, and he gets he gets drunk and decides to drive drunk to go try to help her mm-hmm. because he has a change of heart. I guess I don't know. Gets into a single car accident because he's drunk and driving, which mm-hmm. you know, bad idea, genes. And he's gonna die. Like I mean, it's bad. He's like yes. upside down, and this weird little insect enters thing, him. It does through his mouth, and he makes makes oh, a deal that, with this de- that, with the devil. That makes it better. Well, we, he makes no, it. De- I know. I'm just kidding with you. Yeah, no, no, no yeah, it's just it, weird. It talks him into. Oh, he just wants to live, and it says, "Well, it's going to be painful, and you're going to have to do some stuff." Yes, but I just want to see my wife again. So yeah, he he makes that deal, and then he eventually picks her up on the road, perfectly sober, perfectly healthy, with the car perfectly fine. So yeah, he made a deal yeah. with something. It's a demon, not necessarily the devil, but yes. And it's a good little, you know, like cliffhanger to like, okay, where's this going now? Yes. Uh, you know, what's going on with Matt Cable? What else do I got? Let me see if I got any more notes that are worth. Oh, so that whole issue with, you know, going back. Well, first of all, Swamp Thing battling Etrigan the Demon, who, as we know from reading Cosmic Odyssey, one of the most powerful, you know, entities in the DC universe because he's, he's, he's a heavy hitter. Mm-hmm. So Swamp Thing goes toe to toe with him, but also like just him being able to combat Floronic Man when he's in control of all the planets all over the planet and... I don't know if it's just kind of mind, you know, Jedi mind tricks him, but, you know, convinces the the green to go with, you know, the, the, the plants to go with him and not Floronic Man. Whereas Justice League is, is uh, hamstrung, handcuffed, mm-hmm. made, made me start thinking, how powerful is Swamp Thing? Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, if well, he's, he's in touch with all the all nature. Well, if the Floronic Man can do that, so can the Swamp Thing. The green is right. everywhere. Exactly. And he is so, connected to the green. And it made me think. And he's sentient. Which the green is not. Yeah, so I mean, just a really cool, you know, take on the character where where Alan Moore establishes Swamp Thing. He's a pretty powerful entity to be reckoned with. Which also, it's things always make me think of all these th- other stuff. Which made me think of a line or a, a, an issue of one of the subsequent Al, uh, Frank Miller Batman. Black Knight Returns, not the first one, where he just mentions that Plastic Man is one of the most powerful beings. He's insane, but he's also one of the most powerful beings in the universe. Anyways, but yeah, that, that, I think that was cool that Swamp Thing is established as a heavy hitter. Uh, yeah, very much so. And let me see. Do you have any more notes? Because i got a couple more and then I'm done with do this. I have, do I have any more what? Notes on this one? I did not take a single note on this one. I know, but any other thoughts? I'm no, sorry. I know, I, I was teasing you. you go ahead with did what you s- you're going to. I'm going to scan my thing. Okay. Did you see any of the fairly recent, last few years, Swamp Thing TV show, short-lived one season? No, I did not. It was okay. Okay. I, I, it didn't. It wasn't as on the level of Doom Patrol or Titans. Uh-huh. They gave it a shot. I don't know. It just It just wasn't... They didn't... I don't know. They. I don't feel like they leaned into the gothic Southern horror enough in it. Maybe now having read this. Yeah. I don't so, know. It was... 
So I took some screenshots. There was the one I told you, and I've learned that if you don't see the body, then the rotten stuff just keeps coming back. That might just be absolutely a shot at Len Wine, and like, I don't want this crap that y'all wrote before. No, I, I don't think that's what that was, but that is an allusion to let's make sure everyone knows they're dead, so it's a real fucking surprise when I bring this sucker back. Right. There was, right. A, there was a great line in the second one talking about the rain in Washington and downtown elderly ladies carry their houseplants out to set them on the fire escapes as if they were infirm relatives or boy kings. I like that. And I also liked yeah. that. So I, I took a screenshot of that. Politics, political type yeah. of stuff in oh, comic yeah. books. Same, same second one. You mentioned Linda Holland, his wife and coworker. You know, the, these people, these people, liberal, equal relationships, caring and sharing. His wife was shot and killed shortly after Holland vanished in the explosion. She's the reason you're here, Woodrow. So I, I, I liked even back, I mean, in 84, talking about, oh, you know, those liberals, they give a damn about that. This was the CEO talking. The whole, I did a screenshot of the whole decomposing and being eaten by the rest of the swamp and becoming something. What was, and then at the end of it, I took a screenshot. It is Swamp Thing walking the little boy back to the sanatorium and asylum wherever the home he's staying at and the little boy says to him were you scared when the monkey king jumped you what did you see i saw fire once i once i knew someone who died by fire and you were afraid yes a little that's good i mean you know it makes me feel better i mean even if monsters get scared sometimes then well it isn't so bad is it no it isn't so bad I just that thought was that sweet. was, yeah, it was yeah. great. It, yeah. It's everybody gets scared. It's how you deal with it. So no. and the, the Len Wein thing. Yeah. Just Alan Moore, like, nope, this guy's dead, dead, dead. <laughs> hey, and backing up to that, Len Wein created it. Len Wein, who was the writer for new X-Men, all new, all different X-Men. So okay. that's one of his many claim to fames. Cause yeah. he's a, he's, he's got a, he's got some skins on the wall. And then Bernie Wrightson, just so you know, horror comic books he has a great frankenstein uh -huh. monster thing that he drew just meticulously detailed black and white ink just beautiful i mean he is next level art i mean yeah he's 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 on a level yeah it's just it just you know so this this they were they were this is alan moore and and, the, and these artists you know coming after some pretty heavy hitters and just saying you know what we we, we, yes. we can handle this we no, can take and we, and we they got did. this they did. Yeah, it, it was it was great, and it's a good okay. character. I suspect. I I'm sorry. I thank you for defending the people. I slightly impugned. No, but, no, 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 no. That's not what I was doing. No, I, no. I, I, hop, hop, I'm teasing. I know. Right. I know. I know you're teasing. I know. You're teasing. Right. One other thing, Man Thing, Marvel, uh -huh. Swamp Thing, DC. Yeah. I think about the same. I mean, they both come out. I think in the '70s, about the same time. And I think it's just one of those coincidences. I don't think anybody was necessarily copying anybody, but I haven't done a deep dive on that. Somebody may know more than me. I think it's kind of like the Professor X and you know Chief Calder oh, yeah. from Doom Patrol kind of thing, where you know people have similar ideas at similar times, and sometimes they hit about the same time. I, I could be wrong, but that's there's, just there's thing a I've... there's a lot of pitching going on at comic book companies, and a lot of pitches get around, and there's not theft. They've just heard a lot of things. Does that make sense? No, that makes absolute sense because reading this made me think of the Halloween Marvel thing. On Disney Plus, the black and white. Remember, uh, what is? I'm blanking on the name, Charles. But Man Thing is in that. So of course, it made me think of that. Yeah. So yeah, that's all I got to say about that. I guess. Okay. Okay. So 
here in the between time, we normally talk about some stuff, but we already did everything we would normally talk about on the in-between time at the beginning of the podcast. Although We did. Yes. So we can move right into my selection by the great... Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison. Wow, just completely blanked on that. I, I'm multitasking at the moment. Yeah, you're going. You're going something furious on the, yeah, on the I'm, tablet there. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get everything organized to talk about some stuff. And yeah. So, anywho. So yeah, this this came out. Oh five, twelve issues, I believe. I really wasn't keeping track. I'm yeah, pretty sure it was twelve issues I, spread I think, out over a few years. I think it was. I think it was. And it was. It's another. We should, we, we really need to, I really need to come up with a Superman that's not the death of Superman because now we've done two Superman and both of them are the death of Superman. And this one yeah. is a little different because it seems to be real instead of the fake out with whatever happened to Superman. But it is also outside of continuity. It's, it's its own, it's its own thing when right. the great Alan Moore wrote whatever became of the man of tomorrow, he did he did it at the end of a run before they rebooted. So hell, he yeah. probably didn't not he did that while after he came and did Swamp Thing. I can't remember what year that came out, but that's interesting. Yeah, well that would have been like mid to late 80s cuz that's right after yeah. right after Crisis on Infinite Earths. Okay. Is when or okay. right around then cuz that's when they were rebooting the everything in DC. Whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow? Was that, anyways. Yeah, yeah I that think was that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, so and All-Star Superman is is similar idea. It is Superman, Lex Luthor sets Superman up to get his cell supercharged by the sun, and it's going to kill him. And it is the 12 labors before he dies that he does, it like the 12 labors of Hercules. Is it the 12 labors of Hercules? I am just putting that together right there. Something Holy like that. crap. 12 or 6, I forget how many labors it was for Hercules, but yeah, something like that. Oh my lord. Anywho, and, and it is just an homage to... Superman, Qu kind of like the shorter, whatever became of the Man of Tomorrow, but more in depth and more stretched out. And it is, it is an homage. It is beautiful. It, it goes through all of the characters that he knows and loves. In each issue, has just more of that. There is a great issue where, especially after reading the Jimmy Olsen one, yeah, I, 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 I got a massive kick out of reading the Jimmy Olsen issue because. Grant Morrison actually kind of adapts each one to each character. Yeah. So there's some differences within this run just based on what it's about, which makes it great. It, it's just it's just marvelous. Uh, yeah, that, well, that's... Is it over for Superman's Olsen team? Superman's turned evil. If I can't get the crazy future weapons to work, I'm dead. And so is everyone else. That's the, uh, the picture on the front of the, the, the Jimmy Olsen one. And it, it's just hilarious. The whole Jimmy no, Olsen it, one. It, Yes, they're all. You're right. He he did do different tones for different issues. Uh huh. And oh, and so Superman knows he's dying too, yes. which is interesting. Well, that's and yeah. So that's why he's, the he's whole not thing telling anybody. Out. Yes, and he's he not tells telling no anybody one. except for the guy, the scientist who is he was saving is this scientist that I've never heard of before or since. But I don't read a lot of Superman. Quint Quint Quimit? Quint Quintum. Yeah, I've, Quintum. I've never heard of him. But again, um, same thing. I don't read a lot of Superman. With this place called Project or something, director of Project, I think, or something. That's where Jimmy Olsen takes over for a day because he's doing like a day in the life of peace for the yes for the that, Daily Planet, which is that's selling like does. gangbusters. Yeah, yes, that's what he does in this iteration. He does a day in the life of, and it's just a litany of this day in the life of. And so he he takes over for Quintum, and then you know hijinks ensue, of course. That that's a good issue. 
Oh, it's, it's just Grant Morrison. Also, look, they're awesome. Yes, their 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 job as yes, a comic are. book writer. But you get to see Grant Morrison just and, and not doing it too fast, but just hitting all the big Superman tropes. Yes, that's exactly and, and doing it like like only Grant Morrison can do it because it's next level. I said mm-hmm. next level earlier, I think, but it is just really well done. And then to, on top of that, you got Frank Quietly's art. So yeah, I'm. I liked it. I liked it when I read it back then. I I, I liked it. There's it. there's a great scene where Superman Clark Kent comes out to Lois as Superman, and then they go and they do all this stuff. And at the end of it, she's like, "Oh, I see why you impersonated Clark Kent to do this." So she still won't believe because she's been convinced so many times, and he's proven her wrong. And he's like, "No, it's robots. I've done it with robots." And she's like, "Yeah, no, you're." Clark Kent isn't Superman until the very end when he dies. And she's like, holy fuck, Clark Kent is Superman. <laughs> it really yeah. is. Yeah, and one time Batman was pretending to be Superman. Yeah, Batman is pretended was... to be. Yeah, well, that was the bodyguard time. and Yeah. Or, or Batman was pretending to. Yeah, I guess it would. Or pretending to be Clark Kent. Uh, Who knows? There's a. Because, you know, the two of them look at times have looked ex- almost exactly alike when they when they drawn them. I love the fact in this one, though, unlike everybody talking about Clark Kent and Superman, how can you not see the difference between them? He makes himself look fat as this Clark Kent. So it's it's that yeah. it's that big farm boy run to fat, and he does. And he did the Frank quietly draws him as fat and kind of jowly, and so they're not the same guy. Yeah, huh? Midwestern doughy. Uh huh. You know. Yeah, you know that yeah. the 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 kid that grew up humping hay bales all day moved to the big city and didn't stop eating those big big breakfasts and whatever doesn't get the exercise they get yeah. a little they get a little pork choppy oh and then when when he does reveal that he's superman and clark kent is superman superman's clark kent you also get her saying you know what then that means you've been lying to me all this time and that's just kind of weird and creepy or something to that effect <laughs> which is true yes you know because you know there's been this ongoing on on again off again love interest thing between superman mm-hmm. and lois lane and yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, you get the whole okay. There's the whole issue when Lois Lane gets to be Superwoman for a day. Oh, yeah. it gives her something, and that's cool. And that's been done before in other places. And I don't know if it's been done. I don't know if this is the first time it was done. I I can't imagine that it was, but I love that she's going around 24 hours as as Super Lois. Yeah, there's and, so much, oh god, the Fortress of Solitude when he has the key. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened to the big key? Is like we'll try to pick this one up. Mm-hmm. And it's like made out of a new, the, the the heart of a neutron star or something. Yes. I forget. Only he can pick it up. It's just a small key. He doesn't need the big one. And it's just little things like that. So like again, Grant Morrison, Fortress of Solitude, mm-hmm. Lois Lane, Superwoman for a day. You get to see inside the Fortress of Solitude, and Superman being Superman has a pet that is a star eater yes. that he's keeping, and which feeding. comes which comes back to being very important because right. that's what a good writer does. Oh, you get, and I've never seen them before since Samson and Atlas. I have not seen that either, but that was a great, that that was great. They're time travelers. There's a chronomobile, apparently, of some type that, that Samson has. And, and, and um, Samson and Samson also, they, they end up battling each other because he's arm wrestling them both at the same time. And uh, Samson makes the comment, I only have one weakness, scissors. You, yeah. I can handle. I love that. I screenshot that because I was like, okay, yeah. that's great. And that was during the day where she was super, super girl because they're super woman. Yeah. Yeah. Because I shouldn't de- 
say that because she is a grown ass woman and I'm a horrible person for saying Supergirl. I apologize, no, Miss Lane. No. no, no, I apologize, Miss Lane. So just the whole thing is a is a beautiful Superman is awesome tale. It is. It, oh, and real fast about Supergirl. That was one of Julie's, my wife's big hangups when we were watching the, the WC uh-huh. uh, or, or WB show. She's like, she's an adult working at a newspaper. She's not a girl. She's a woman. Why do they call her Supergirl? I was like, ah, yeah, the comic books. I don't know. You're right. They're wrong. They in, should update it. In fairness, when Supergirl first arrived on Earth, she was a teenager. Correct. And she was the... The original Supergirl was a teenager. They did not want to use a teenage girl and do that, but they wanted to keep the name because yeah. I, which I disagree with. I do. They should have been Superwoman. They should have changed it. It would have been okay. It would have been okay. It would have, honest to God, pissed off the right people. And if you're yes, going to piss well, people off, you got to piss off the right people. Just like an Invisible Girl eventually graduated to Invisible Woman. Except she was a. It, not defending but when supergirl came out she was actually a teenager still a girl when sue store came out she's a full-ass grown woman that everybody wanted to bang yeah especially old creepy dog reed richards yeah and old creepy dr doom and old creepy ben and, and actually uh, grim much older much older but not creepy because he's sexy namor oh yeah Namor's been around at least since World War Two. Yes, and was yeah. No, good point. I do, I, I do have tons of. I, I look. I took a lot of notes on this one. The whole thing. I know we've talked about how some people here recently have portrayed Pa Kent and that whole relationship. But this is again Grant Morrison just hitting the nail on the head about what the Kents and Superman's human mm-hmm. father meant to him and the the values he instilled and all that stuff. And it was just a really nice thing at his eulogy. Yes. Clark Kent talking about what his what he learned from his dad after his dad has a heart attack. Oh, and then okay, I'm jumping around. Then you see where well they had a Superboy time, but that that yeah. was that was part of that. He went back exactly because part of one of the things he did. We go back in time and see the first time Superboy met the group from the future, which I cannot remember that what they're called, but a, a group of supermen from the future come back in time to stop something. One of them is wrapped in bandages. Yeah. and Unknown we, Superman. Unknown Superman. And we get some information about that, which is actually something that exists because Lois had talked to Unknown Superman on a magic time portal at right. one point. And so we obviously think it's him, but it turns out that that's the real Superman that goes back in time because the whole thing is, while this is going on, Clark gets a chance as the Unknown Superman to be with his father before he dies again, the chance that he did not get when he was Superboy at that time because he runs off to help them, yeah. and so he got he got an extra moment with his dad, and he he understands why that happened, and everything they write in this is just okay. We're gonna grab that heart and yank on it a little bit. Yep, and then yeah, it's the Lex Luthor the way they, they portray Lex Luthor. He's so Lex Luthor is sad. just a just a jealous little man when he's on trial the judge lists the people he admires which are and i wrote this down the people that Lex luther admires attila the hun genghis khan al capone adolf hitler i'm like ah wow okay yeah you're you're not a good dude well and he keeps saying you know if if you weren't 
if Superman weren't here, I would have cured cancer. It would take me no time. I'd, do, I'd have done all these great things if only you weren't here to stop, to, to force me not to have to battle you. And Superman's just like, no, you could have done that at any time. I wasn't stopping you. Hell, I'd have helped you. Yeah. And then the, the whole thing with the niece. It looks Luther's Oh, niece. God. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I, I, I think I wrote down her name somewhere, but that was just... Uh, Call her nasty. Weird. Is that what he called her? Well, no, that's what she said. It was yeah, something her, her else. Her name and is something say, like Nathalia yeah, or and, Nathalia. And she, and she says, call me nasty. Yes, yeah, she did. Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, but if you're going to, uh, if you're going to dress in black leather and want to destroy the earth, somebody's going to call you nasty. Yep. Yeah, not, not surprising. Oh, the, the Superman from the future. There's one Cal Kent who's, I forget how many thousands of years in the future. Mm-hmm. There's a Mitsoplik type Superman from the yes, fifth dimension. Yes, from the fifth dimension. That I like. Which is awesome. It just again getting all the all the Superman bad guys. Parasite makes an appearance in the prison. Yes, when Clark when Clark Kent's visiting. Oh yes, because uh, he's just Luther going through, and he's, and he's just and he's, he's just swelling up, and because it's like, oh, this power source, this is amazing, and and Parasite wants to kill Lex Luthor because that's the reason Parasite is like this is Lex Luthor. Yeah, this is this and, is Lex's fault. And then Lex thinks he Lex thinks he's saving Clark Kent, and it's and, actually oh, Clark man. slash Superman saving Lex, which is just funny. Yes, and, and great. And um, there was a monkey. Yeah, there was. There was a monkey. It, it is his monkey servant in prison, Leopold. It's dressed as dressed in a little dressed, Superman outfit. Dressed as Superman. Yep. Yes. Oh, you get a quick little, you know thing when i think they're doing superboy issue would you get to see lana lang and pete ross yes because they're at the diner so you get to hit that and pete i I loved the i loved the when he runs off to go do something and lana looks at pete and says i wish i didn't have to i wish i didn't have to pretend that i knew and pete's just like look it's just the way he just doesn't want as in pete knows but lana's not supposed to know so no it's just which i just yeah sorry it's just the way Um, he wants it there's the, okay, so they do that. They do the Bizarro issue or issues. Oh, the Bizarro issue was great because the one in a billion Zabaro, Zabaro, who is actually now he doesn't have powers, but he is he oh. is alone on that Earth, Bizarro world, and he is not like everybody else. He is is intellectual and he writes poetry because, as he says, I'm the only one that can articulate the way this the red sun the red sun when the sun goes down and all of this. And he really wants. He wants Superman to stay there as he gets, or to take him with him, or to take him with him, and neither one can happen because he he has it's someone I can talk to. I mean that that one that was just so well written, and and yeah. they have to build they have to build a rocket ship to shoot him up or to to do it, and and then it doesn't work, and then he goes well Plan B, and then he convinces the actual Bizarro Superman just to throw him. Yeah. It, it was it oh was hilarious. God. Yes, because he has to do all the the backward speak, and Zabaro is like, "No, stop doing that! Stop doing that!" It's just oh, it, I will say, I dislike Bizarro most of the time because of the just the awfulness of the backward speak and the trying to do and everybody. I'm like, okay, oh dear lord, and I and I also find Bizarro sad, which I guess you're supposed to, but that was really well done. Bizarro, same. I always just yeah, uh, just. Sad. It reminds me of Solomon Grundy. I don't know if you ever read any of oh, these yeah. Solomon Grundy, and That's it's the same kind of vibe. Born on a Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Just so sad. Just yes. does it's does does what it does because that's what it does. That's right. Uh, the monster. It's it's, um, it's the best it is. Oh no, that's something else. No, the Zabaro thing. Yeah. Just oh, and I was wondering. I guess this shows his whatever 
you know, how resolute he is or how strong he is internally, because I think most people go insane if you're stuck alone on a planet with a bunch of people that are just nonsensical or talking. Oh, the talking backwards thing always drove, it always hurt my head trying to, trying to like, okay, well, okay, shoot, everything's backwards. So, okay. That means that, okay. Yes. And if it's, if it, if they're saying it's bad, it's good. And that's, that's all I I just, if it's saying good things, it means it's bad unless they're saying no to the good thing. And then it's bad. I, yes. (sighs) Yeah. Stay means go up means down. You gotta just read everything. Uh, Just, yeah, it's just, yeah. Look, um, it, it was developed. It the whole Bizarro thing was part of the beginning of Superman when it was aimed to young kids. Zany, and that, yeah, and it was zany and it was fun. But and now they've built it, so a lot of the things we've read of it are them trying to get more out of it than, and they have to use they use Bizarro as a pawn uh, because a lot of the villains will use Bizarro as a pawn because. He, Bizarro kind of wants to help his world, but he doesn't know how because he's a fucking moron. It's yeah. it's like Elon Musk. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> wow, dude! I'm boom! Just, I'm just kidding. Elon Musk doesn't want to help Twitter or the world. <laughs> yeah, he could have spent his money, you know, solving world hunger. Now yes. he bought Twitter. Well, he he said he said at one point it would only cost six billion dollars to solve world hu- hunger. Here I'm going to give forty four billion dollars to buy Twitter and overpay for it by four five. times, five times. Yeah, I don't know. I think they say it's it's worth about eight billion. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's why the stockholders. I'm sorry, tangent, but that's no. why the stockholders like he offered how much? No, we're, yeah, we're suing his ass. Yeah, we're he's, taking. He's, it. he's no, he not. He's, yeah, we're we're taking that offer money. acceptance. Yes, offer the, the board. The board had to do it. The board had to accept it. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. If someone comes in and offers me a half million dollars for my condo right now, done. I'm moving out whenever the fuck they tell me to. That's a little law 101, legal 101. Offer acceptance yep. deal consideration. Yes. Here's $44 billion. I want your company. Done. Verbal. We're done. It's it's an oral contract. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't I don't want to do it. Nope. Too late. No take backs. Sucketh to be youth. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Okay. No, that was really good. And then the next, I think that I, I kind of did this in order. Um, the, the next one is the Kryptonians that mm-hmm. show up while Superman's dealing in the underverse with the, with the Bizarro world. Yes. He shows back up, and these Kryptonians are now putting up spires and things that make it look like Krypton. And it's, uh, I wrote down their names, Bar-El and Lilo. And Bar-El is an L, like mm-hmm. Kal-El, and like Jor-El. And he says, oh, yeah, you're the son of the weird scientist, part of, you know, a, a, a relative of mine. Yeah, you're, you're shameful to my, our family and you're, you're not, you're not strong. And how did you, how have you let these people do these awful things? And we're, we're taking over now. It's Why a, aren't you ruling them? It's very Aryan. Yes. Uh, what the fuck is it about Kryptonians that we got the one good one? And it's only because he was raised on earth in Kansas. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. He, we, he, we lucked, well... You, you, we've we've seen the nail, and then we've seen a uh, red sun. Holy you know? crap! Yeah. So yeah, we got lucky because otherwise Superman could have gone could have gone uh, old. Well, like these people. Oh yeah, red sun. God, I love. Yeah, that they comic. they literally. I'm gonna steal this. They literally break the moon. You monster! I know. How dare uh, you? They break the moon. I have one thing. You have I so know. many things, like your weird feathered dick. Oh God! I ah, yeah. There it is. <laughs> because I mentioned earlier, I was not—I was pulling a, a Donald Duck, joking. 
Okay, no, 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 no. There's, there's, there's more to it. I made a joke earlier before we started that I was going to bring up at some point his weird dick. That yeah, I, I don't know why. I, as, as far as I know, he doesn't have a weird dick. Just I will out say, of nowhere. I will say this has all come up because of all the jokes on Twitter about Elon Musk must have a weird dick, and that's. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't see. Oh, those see, I've jokes. seen lots. Is see, that where that comes from? That's where that okay. came from. Was that whole thing? And then he, I, after I joked that I wasn't, I, I told him, "No, nah, I won't bring it up. I won't bring it up. That's fine." Then he made the comment that he was uh, Donald Ducking. I was like, "Oh, that's the problem. It's it's feathered." <laughs> so, yeah. which is funny, by the yes. way. Yes, yeah, that was good. I did not know that there was a thing about old uh, Twitter owner having a weird uh, schlong. Well, that's just that that that's a that's a basic joke about these okay. really rich guys that get really weird and it's the, they, they probably got a weird dick and okay some of them right, do i mean the porn yeah. star the porn star described uh stormy daniels described the former president's weird dick oh yeah okay which i'm not going to try to remember no no okay but but all right i'm changing think, i'm changing but, it back but but think about mario and the mushrooms anyway so oh gosh okay so Oh, and, and it turns out these Kryptonians are like the first astronauts that were lost in space. Yes. Kind of like the TV show. And and finally found, got their, got made their way to Earth. But then it turns out there's a little fix at the end. I don't know if you call it a MacGuffin or whatever, that they, they went through something in space that they're getting poisoned. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they're losing their powers and they're going to die. The only way Superman can save him is to put him in the, into the negative zone phantom or the zone. Uh, phantom zone. Sorry, not negative zone. The, the phantom zone. And he says, look, I, I, I don't know if I'm, if, if I'm going to be able to ever get you out or anybody's ever going to be able to get you out, but at least you'll live. And they hold and, hands and, well, and he it, thanks them. And, 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 you know, Borrell is, you know, why are you being so nice to me? And after the way we treated you. And of course, it's like, because that's who I am. And he also makes the comment, it's about time we got some law and order sent to Superman. It's about time we got some law and order in the Phantom Zone. Yeah, yeah. Because they are not going to take any crap. They, they are definitely fascists. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's true. Jesus. What is... I, uh, yeah, fucking Kryptonians. They're fascists. Well, let's see. In other iterations of Kryptonian life, when they talk about it, they have a very, very, very strict caste system. Yes, ridiculously regimented it is yeah kryptonian society is not great even in some 80s iterations the one that john bird did the world of krypton they don't you know it's they don't have sex they they are they harvest organs from like these mindless clones so that they're reckless too on top of everything else hey i've seen that it's movie. just re- yeah i know no, it's no, really no, they, weird. except those yeah, no. those clones weren't mindless in the yeah. movie i'm talking about yeah Exactly. With uh, Obi Wan, uh, yeah, no, I, no, I, yeah, okay, good point. Yeah, I, I don't remember if World of Krypton if they actually are mindless or not. But well, no, 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 no. There is a movie that came out in the last twenty years that Ewan McGregor was in. That oh, that's right. There You're you right. Go. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. The Island. It's called yeah. The Island. Is it called the okay. Island? Okay, because they yes. they weren't mindless. That but that was what the business said they were. They're just we we regenerate your organs, we're growing them. They found out the only way to do it was to actually just clone them and then they harvest these people that aren't they aren't getting any education and they aren't I mean it is it was McGregor uh-huh. and Scarlett Johansson. That is correct. It was I actually enjoyed that movie. I did too. Speaking of dystopian futures. Shut up. Um <laughs> uh what else we got here? 
Okay, so there's the Kryptonian issue. I was about to say episode, I swear to God. I almost said episode for a split second. Stop taking my uh, things. Then, then, I mean, are we getting towards the end here? Oh, there is the issue where there's this one big splash page. I want to say it's a splash page where Superman's, like, writing his will, last will and testament. Mm-hmm. And I, I know you've talked about this before, where reading things at different points in your life, things hit you differently. That one in particular, I'd forgotten about that. I read this when it came out in the mid-2000s or, you know, 2005. I, I picked it up when it came out. I didn't even remember that part. I knew Superman. I remembered this is the death of Superman. I didn't remember him writing his will and 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 how he's. I think he was yeah burning it into stone or something. But I think I've mentioned in passing that I had a health thing a couple uh, a few years ago. It'll be three years in February. Just quickly, just the reason this hit home for me is because I actually did have to write out a handwritten will because I I was diagnosed with a what turned out to be a benign brain tumor. Had to have surgery. The prognosis was good but guarded because they said, look, it's brain surgery. Anything could happen. I uh, so. I had to have some tough conversations with my wife, Julie, about, look, I'm sorry. In fact, at one point I told her, I remember this, even though I was all drugged up. I was like, look, if, if it happens, you know, for me, it's going to be like that. I'm so sorry that if, if you know, that you're going to have to deal with everything afterwards. But I did have to write. I didn't have to. I chose to write a thing, a handwritten thing about, you know, I have nieces. I have my goddaughter. I even put a thing, Charles, that you and Caesar should get a, you know, pick out some comic books you like and help Julie pick keep, keep the ones that are worth anything friends could get some dvds of mine i don't know that i have anything worth anything but it was just kind of weird just now seeing this issue with that with that panel with that splash page and having gone through that it, of course it hit me differently so that i just thought that was worth mentioning and by the way just in case anybody's listening and doesn't know but i'm fine best brain tumor in the world if you're going to get a brain tumor uh so uh, all, for all intents and purposes, I have I have a little bit of balance issues now, given where the brain tumor was on the back of my brain. Benign, better. So yeah, that's that's one big takeaway I had from that one part. So sorry for the rambling. I thought you were very concise for what you were discussing. I, um, I mean, we are we were all very glad that you uh, managed to get through that with as little problem as you did. No, thank. Well, and I should say too, thank you to everybody that helped. I mean, Charles, you know, came to the hospital. Quite frankly, at some to some level, babysat me when I was recovering. Would hang out with me for like a couple of days at least. That I remember, uh, Caesar did the same thing. Ryan, a few other folks. Of course, Julie was a freaking champion mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. In fact, she's the one that took me to the emergency room when the headaches were so bad and had just gone undiagnosed. Anyway, so yeah, no. I, so let me say, I, I appreciate that, Charles. And I, I should, I wanted to say now that you mentioned that, I really appreciate you and everybody else that was uh, so supportive and uh, during that time and and help me out so much so yeah anyways so moving on i don't know how you transition from that but there is a really touching scene too where lois and clark are talking or lois and superman are talking i guess and that also gets to the is, is superman pretending to be clark Kent, or is clark Kent pretending to be superman uh, kind of is kind of question but he says that their dna can't match up they can never have kids yeah and and then though I think towards the end, there is some kind of thing where he does, he, he writes out 8 billion, I wrote this down, 8 billion letter sequences so that Quintum can Qu- hopefully find a way well, he to actually, pair his... No, yeah, he, he, he writes out his entire DNA and he also distills what Quinto needs to be able to make a child of Lois Lane and Superman. That's right, which yes, is nice. Because he gives him the... the the DNA because he's been trying to clone him and he's been trying to do things to they think 
his DNA, Quinto thinks his DNA could help just cure massive diseases on Earth with humans and all of this stuff. And Superman has actually, although he alludes to it, he says, I really hope you're the person I think, I really hope you're the person I think you are, because I'm giving you this, because if you're a bad guy, good Lord, was the implied thing. But Quinto seems yeah. to be just the, a, a really good guy that just wants to help humanity. Kind of so, like the so opposite not, of... Yeah, the opposite Luther. of Lex. Yeah. So like, not a real billionaire. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. There is a There is a great after he's died scene... And Lois is sitting on a bench in front of a Superman statue. And out from the sky, up above, it says Miss Lane. And then in, from a jetpack, uh, Jimmy Olsen drops down. You sure you don't want to say something at Superman's memorial service? It's been a whole year since he disappeared. And thousands of people just turned, turned up to pay their respects. And Lois says, Superman's not dead. We published that headline as a warning to be carried back through time. Maybe some people still believe it. But I know he's up there, building an artificial heart to keep the sun alive. He'll be back when he's done, Jimmy. And when he's done, he knows where to find me. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had that that, sh- that that panel of him, like some kind of lever in the middle of the sun. And it's what she's imagining. I don't know. Yeah. I I didn't take a screenshot of that. I just got that last page because that... No. It's, I got a yeah, little, it's uh, sad. little tug on my heartstrings there because that's what... Grant Morrison, he does to you. Yep. Well, and that 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 panel too that you're talking about, where the uh-huh. statue is, I swear it's the it's from the back of the statue, but that mm-hmm. statue looks very much like the statue from whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow that's featured on one of the covers. I swear. Oh. With the with with okay. the eagle on his arm or whatever, or, or we. I, I swear it's it's very reminiscent. I didn't look it up, but I just remember thinking about that. Uh, that oh, this is Superman. Oh, good. No, I was just going to say that's not surprising. Because no. one of the great things about great comics is the homage type things that are done. Oh, yeah. A couple. Okay. Right? This is. Oh, hold on. This is what you were. Yes. I think that's just a. Yeah. I, 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 I guess think... that might be her fantasy. I just thought of that as a like a little splash page thing. Yeah. I think that was just her. Yeah. You know. What she's, I don't know. What she's thinking about. Fixing this. Yeah. In the sun, fixing it. Yeah. So. Oh, the, there's also a thing where Superman's one of his tasks is to create life and he there's this whole thing going on with earth q do you remember that i kind of just picked up on that i didn't remember it from the first time i read it this earth q and i need to go back and maybe even read because i i read it and i was like wait this earth q keeps on coming up what did i miss so i don't know there's that oh candor they oh yeah quintum quintum realizes well let's not worry about making them big again yeah. Let's just get him on a planet, right? Yeah, let's let him expand. Let's leave him. Let's get him out of that little thing. Well, the whole idea is they put them, they decide to put them on Mars because the problem is he keeps them under a red sun so they don't have superpowers. And, and yeah, and, and do you remember why that is? Because he doesn't want thousands of possibly evil Kryptonians. <laughs> I mean, you want to be blunt. I, I Most guess, Kryptonians right? are evil. So they're putting them on Mars where the yellow sun will give them powers and let them build a society on Mars, which... No, that's a very good point. <laughs> I, I don't know. Be, because gnat-sized superheroes are not something... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and when, the one thing also, for some reason, I want to mention... Yeah, Earth-Q was a world created by Superman. Superman, when he gets super exposed to the sun his his cells are exploding and, and he's dying but not only does he gain strength but his intellect gets knocked knocked up yes you know higher and higher so that he's doing stuff that he never did before he does create life he mm-hmm. creates a earth cue 
mm-hmm. which is it's just his own little universe, infant universe that that he he creates at, as a going away gift. I guess I don't know. That's the thing that always gets you know. I've talked about I've talked about I don't like Spider Man being written in other people's comics as much because they make him a joke. Mm-hmm. I also sometimes when superman is in other comics other than a superman comic they poo poo things because they take luther's tact on him that he's not really smart and he's not this superman is brilliant when you read superman comics it supercharged him and he became ridiculously brilliant but he already is ridiculously brilliant because just like everything else he he thinks so quickly he can absorb information so much he can retain it superman is a is more intelligent than lex luthor he's just busy doing things to save other people and and he constantly is able to fool lex luthor because lex, lex luthor is brilliant he's probably the smartest man in the dc universe he's not the smartest kryptonian so it's a yeah but in other in other comics like when he's with the justice league sometimes they're like well Batman's the really smart one, and except he's not. He's not as smart as Superman. Yeah, Superman's no slouch. He's not just a he just he's, not a but a bag of muscles. Well, I I did. I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson. Well, no, he 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 made the comment that of course, I mean, Superman would win the fight between Batman and Superman. I I mean because he can just destroy him from space. I just, I mean that that was one comment, but I think some I, I don't know if it was him that said it or someone else that i read who would want to fight between superman and batman and the answer is batman but not because if given long enough batman can figure out how to defeat anybody he'd want to fight between superman and batman because superman knows that it is very important that batman for batman to win so he would let him win yeah yeah i think you, yeah i think we've, you've told me about that before we, yeah, we've talked about it before yeah, yeah and that is, is just it's just it and it is it's the two characters batman has to win that's that's his whole raison de terre Superman just wants to help people. And yeah, if he loses a fight to Batman, and I think that's what they I think that's one of the things that Snyder doesn't get about Superman. That Superman yeah. is just generally a good dude. Can he get angry at bad people? Sure he does. And it, throughout him he's done it, but he he gets angry at them and and it, he causes damage to bad people, but when you get right down to it, Superman wants to help they they call him the 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 boy scout is a derogatory term but he wouldn't take it as a derogatory term he is a good dude and that's the joy of him he wants to right wrongs and help people that is his whole reason for existence that yeah, that is well, my that is my love song to superman i agree now it's you mentioned snyder look i know there's a lot of people that like man of steel i didn't i mean I'm not a, I'm not the world's harshest critic as I, I think you can tell. No, but it just it just I, didn't. I didn't dislike it as a movie. I I kind of liked some of the stuff and it was it was kind of fun, but it was too dark. It was and, very dark. Yeah, there were good parts of it, but the one part that kicked that just stood out to me and that I just really did not like is when Kevin Costner's Pa Kent doesn't let him say you know oh, dies. Yeah. Yes. Because Superman, he doesn't want Superman to be reveal himself, or doesn't want Clark to reveal himself, and that was just such a weird. The, I don't know why. Why couldn't he just? Why couldn't they just do the heart attack? I know it's I, you know why. Why go away from the script? Well, yeah, that that's why go away from what it. What is something you can't? It is very difficult to save someone from a medical condition that can happen right. suddenly and just drop them dead. Why would you do something that he could have saved him? Yeah, I I no, agree just weird. completely on that. Yes. Just weird. Yeah, it was just it. Look, there were look. I 
I don't go back and rewatch it. I, I guess that's kind of a good barometer for me. If, mm-hmm. if it's something I like, man, I as you well know, mm-hmm. I will rewatch the crap out of something I like, whether yeah. it's Endgame or Big Trouble in Little China <laughs> or The Shining. You know, those are stop down movies when they're on, even if they're on TV with commercials. Ugh. I will. I'm like, oh, I'm going to finish this now. Man of Steel, it's on all the time. Nope, just that and Batman versus Superman. Okay, well, that's enough about that. I don't want to poo-poo that anymore. They, they've obviously moved on because, oh, tangent, but James, James Gunn? Gunn and his producing partner are now co-chair persons of DC Extended Cinematic Universe, and they are large in charge on a level, I believe, with Kevin Feige. And they're making a 10-year plan. Boom. Did you, did you see that? They're literally designing a 10-year plan. Because you have to put some fucking thought into this shit. Christ. No, and look, if Kevin Feige was an unknown to mm-hmm. me when he first, I, I, then I came to find out he had worked on X Men, oh, the he, original X Men yeah. in 2000. He had some, some background on DC movies mm-hmm. before he went over to Marvel. I was just James Gunn and his production partner, producer partner. Obviously, I know of them because of Guardians of the Galaxy before that slither. That much more besides that, I guess. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. And then he's since on since then gone on to do a Peacemaker, which was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And and the Suicide Squad before that. I'm super excited. So let, let's see. I think more than that. anything, a guiding hand is important. Yes. And I think they chose a good one. I think I do I do too. Uh, because I do too. Because he sees the fun in comics. Yes. Yes. They like you like you've said, like we've said, but you you really kind of crystallize it you can do serious but you can also do serious with some fun and funny Uh uh-huh and lightheartedness yes they're fucking comic books good lord yeah oh and i just wanted i was going through my notes yes earth q was something it was a little he decided to create a a super accelerated little universe to see what would happen without a superman because he was worried just to see people die well oh wait no that that was that was if snyder did it sorry yeah, there you go. Well, because in that it goes really fast, and you see it. There's little like vignettes where you see it proceeding throughout the comic book towards the end, to the point where they, you know, you see like the Middle Ages, and then you see like mythology, and because there's no superhumans, I don't think on that one, just just people. Mm-hmm. But then you have like philosophers, and then at the very end, you have a drawing of very much the Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster Superman being created. Mm-hmm. as a mythology in that little mini universe. There's a panel that, that shows that, and that's so cool that Grant Morrison, yeah. again, doing something like that is kind of like putting our universe... I don't know. Maybe our universe yeah. is the Q universe. It's mm-hmm. it's just awesome. I'm sorry. I, I, I found the notes on it, so I wanted to make sure to hit that. <laughs> no, that's sorry. good. What? Um, Who are you apologizing to? I don't know. No one, everyone. <laughs> Any other screenshots or notes on this one, Charles? Uh, no, I don't have anything else. I feel like I should, but I truly, truly enjoyed it. I enjoyed both comics we read this year, and I enjoyed, oh, really, most of the comics we read for this season. Me too. As far as I remember. Or if I, as far as I'm willing to remember. Yeah, I mean, look, there were some that were very much, I think, you know, to borrow your phrase again, comics of their time, because yes. this was the season we did the original Fantastic Four yes. intro arc. So, mm-hmm. But we didn't do the just, Eternals. Thank God. Not this time. Oh, speaking of stuff we've read, I saw something on comic book Twitter that maybe in the MCU, uh, Squadron Supreme might be used, which is intriguing to me. Well, okay. Uh, 
so I'm yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think anything else. You tell me, man. No. I really, I, I think we're good. We're not going to announce what we're going to do next year because I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, I don't either. Unlike you, I have a list. Yeah, I know. But we, we need to we need to think of something. We, we, we would obviously like to think of something good. To, we did, by the way, we did pretty good on this one considering. Oh, yeah. I did not think it. I think these are very good comics for it to do in the season finale because they are from two titans of the industry. Yep. And yep. Alan Moore and Grant Morrison. I've never yeah. read a comic from either one of them that wasn't good. So it was a. It, it was kind of what we tried to do with season finale last year with two Kurt Busiek comics, but then I poo pooed all over. Avengers, Avengers forever. forever. Oh yeah, but, you know what's sad? But Carlos I, Pacheco. I, I am. I know. Yeah, you're gonna shame me because the 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 I, I brought it up. I give me a second. I am honestly. Yeah. I I read a lot because Carlos Pacheco passed away very recently, and Busick was writing about him and writing about that comic in particular. And I may go back and try to read it again. Because there was some good stuff in it. As I said, I think one of the main things was it was too long and it had a lot of the problems that I have with group books. But there's because it had great art and a great writer, it can't all be bad, you know? So I may go back. It was well executed as much as it could be. Yeah. I I just think there was too much going on for it. It, it, But that was sad news. Yes, it was. It was. I want to thank everybody that has listened to our podcast, not just the people that have emailed us, but anyone that's listened one time, or even if you're just listening to this one, thank you very much. We, we know we don't have a lot of people who listen and we appreciate every one of you. This is just a labor of love for Hav and I, and an excuse to get together and talk about comic books for a little bit of time to get out of the humdrumness of living our sad, pathetic little lives. No, I, (laughs) no yeah it is fun it's it's a fun way to to waste a saturday morning or not even waste a saturday morning it's a a fun way to waste an evening or a a morning sitting and talking about something we love with a friend so agree agree like charles said thank you everybody charles thank you because you know charles was the one that i said it before we talked about before this all started in covid pretty much 2021 no yes 2020, 2021? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Wait. No, 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 no. No, we started talking about it in 2020. Yeah, we did start talking about 2020. Yeah. Anyways, though, so thank you, Charles, for, for staying on it and making it happen. And then th- thank you to everybody listening. Thank you to Patrick. Thanks for Caesar when he, when he stops by to talk movies with us and goes to the movies with us to see comic movies. And I'm, I'm looking forward to season three. Yeah, me too. Hopefully all of you will join us there. Yeah. Bye. Bye.